Of course, I do the classic cocktails, but I love as well if someone says, okay, invent me a cocktail. Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, and I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. I really want to make this the shortest intro of all. It's just, I don't want to give anything away about our next guest until you hear it from him. Visit Eustace Hofstetter at the Hotel Hurrican Venice now, and I mean now, because you'll want to say you knew him when. As for his future plans, I'll let him tell you. But it all began in Baden-Baden. So I was born in Baden-Baden in Germany. There I lived for two years, three years. Then I moved to Stuttgart. Then I moved to Munich. In Munich I went to this school. Then I moved to Vienna. In Vienna I lived for ten years. And now I'm here in Venice. Oh boy. So you've gone all around the world. All around the world, <laughs> all yes. All Austria. All the time with my family. Empire. And here in Venice, it's uh-huh. the first time for me living alone my own apartment, without my family. My family is back in Vienna. And what did you study? Did... I studied, I did my final exams in school, then I did tourism school, and after two years I finished tourism school, and then I got into business, mm-hmm. into restaurants, bars, hotels. So did you always know as a child that you wanted to work in tourism? So my first idea of my dream job was I want to manage a castle. So oh hotel manager of a castle. Then uh, after a few years, I changed to hotel manager is fine as well. <laughs> now, so, you wanted to manage a castle. That is really yes. specific. Yes. Was there a castle that you had been to that you said that I have to manage? No, not that. But my family went to different super hotels, outstanding hotels with me when I was a little child. So there I got into hotels and wow, that's so beautiful here. And yeah, that's that's the reason I said I want to manage a castle. <laughs> you still might. You yes. still might. Yes, it's um, still my dream. So you just knew you fast-tracked into tourism and yes. hotel management. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when did you start adding the drinks and the hospitality? Hospitality and drinks as well when I was a little child. It was in Munich. I loved to make cocktails. I had my two, three little cocktail books. And I said to my mother, "Mm, 
can you buy me these spirits, please, and everything. How old were you? I was 10 or 11, <laughs> and I did cocktail parties for friends. If they, um, if they did garden work, I was there with a table, and in the break I made cocktails for them. Do you remember and those two books that you had? The little books that you had as a child? Not the name, but the cocktails. What well, so what cocktails? It was the Aloha cocktail. Oh and non so you were making tiki cocktails <laughs> at age <Yes>. 10. <laughs> a non-alcoholic juice cocktail and a sunrise. And like a tequila sunrise, but without the tequila? Yes, <laughs> sunrise, that was the one cocktail. I added a little bit of alcohol. But at that time, I didn't drink any. Alcohol. Did you serve these to your parents' friends? Yes. Oh, I love it. And in my neighborhood, one day I got my ice bag. I put a mixer in it, ice cubes, um, glasses, the spirits, the, the juices, straws. And then I went from door to door <laughs> in the neighborhood and asked, Do you want a cocktail? I make it. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. Did people think you were crazy? Or did they say, I yeah, hope sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, very rare that a, a child knocks yes, on the door. <laughs> yes. But in the neighborhood, it was okay because everyone uh, knew, ah, this is Justus here and oh, yeah. with his little brother. And oh, so you got your brother in on it too. Yes. So, <laughs> someone uh, need to uh, um, help me with the, oh, with the bags. With How the old carry. is your brother? How many years younger? He's... Five years younger. Five years younger. So he was really small. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, your so, parents must have thought, what? Oh boy, yeah. we're going to have problems with this child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they were, they were the first beginnings as well. I loved cooking. I did five courses, dinners and everything for You're my family and child. friends. For for if your parents had anyone over for dinner, they were they had a whole staff. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. Oh, I love that so much. That's so dear. That's so funny. Um, you know, in America, we as children sometimes we have lemonade stands. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you sell lemonade for a dollar. Yes. You know, people stop by, but you had a whole. You could have had a whole bar out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is great. I love that. Um, so, gosh, you were meant for this. So, when did you become a proper bartender? When did you do your study so for that? I did my final exams in school in Vienna. Then uh, I said, okay, now I'm looking for very serious my way to up to the top, and I have really good friends already working in. Uh, hotels and that can so they helped me with choosing the right school for that so I went to the Vienna Modul the tourism school it was really nice mm -hmm. and after that I decided okay now I will start in the F&B department because I love the uh, being with the people speaking serving them and that's well, very in, fun in, for me. in the F and B uh, course or it, it, in your studies, did you have to learn proper bartending? You know, bar backing and 
Yes. You know, making cocktails. Yes. Did it all come back to you? Did the, Did you remember? Oh, well, I know how to make the tequila sunrise, you know, <laughs> because I did it when I was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know, did it come naturally to you? Some things came back as well. The shaking and the glasses and all that stuff. Mm. So it was very fun again because I learned more than I already knew about bartending. And yes, so... But the first step for me was service. So I started with the service. I did barista course and sommelier course. And I worked by um, in a vineyard. So the grapes, I cutted the grapes and pressed them and made wine in uh, Vienna. Then over a few restaurants and hotels, Park Hyatt was my last station in Vienna. Then I decided, okay, servers, I'm good now. I know almost everything. Now bartending. So I can uh, make my uh, bases larger. So servers, bartending, uh, cooking, F&B, the three uh, mm -hmm. uh, kinds you, you have. Would you, if you want to make, or if you want to make a restaurant, then I'm a person, I want to know everything. So that everyone knows from my stuff, okay, he's a really good cook, he's a really good bartender, and he can do service. So mm -hmm. that's my idea behind this. So I said, okay, bartending, I can get better. I did my bartending course in Milano. So one more bartending course for me. It was four weeks, very heavy from the learning and... Was it in a hotel? It was in the EBS, European Bartender School. Oh. And I heard some things about that before. I said, okay, maybe it's good, but it was better. Mm -hmm. It's better than you yes. thought. Because mm -hmm. you really have to learn all the cocktails. So after the four weeks, you know, 100, I think 120 cocktails, but you have to know them from decoration about the measures, about the glasses, about the eyes, so everything, every little point, because in the end you have the final exams as well there, in flare, in pouring, in uh, speed test, in theory, and in cocktail knowledge. Mm -hmm. so, so you do flare there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm as well... Um, Certified as a in the uh, word flair association with the uh, I have the yellow and the orange level. I love it. Uh -huh. See, no matter how uh, how far away we get from the movie Cocktail, I still think that that film really had made an impression on a mm -hmm. lot of future. Bartenders. Yes. <laughs> a lot of them that I've interviewed have said, oh, well, I saw a cocktail, mm -hmm. so I had to be a flair. <laughs> now I do classic. You know, they all say, oh, but now I do classic. <laughs> it's fine. And I do classic competitions. But there's always that little bit of flair, I think. Yes. You know, it's... Yeah, just a little bit. Just if you see how the bartender grabs a bottle, you don't have to throw it around because, of course, one of 500 times... You may slip the bottle, and especially here in this bar, 
it wouldn't be uh, that much fun <laughs> no, they wouldn't with like the that. Uh, floor and then yes. it's really noisy. So, you, of course, you leave this part away, but as well, just a little, a little bit of... A little spectacle, yes. a little drama. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so you were still in, in um, Austria. You said you were at the Park Hyatt. Yes. Um, when did you decide to come to Venice? Yeah, it was... I um, After the bartending school in Milano, mm-hmm. I went back to Vienna. There I worked in two bars, very famous for Vienna as well. And I created a new cocktail menu for a restaurant bar. Oh, so you, you were really in the bar world. Yes. You didn't go back to the hotel no. world. You just stayed in bars. Yes. Then I said, okay, now I did my bartending course. Now I need... Um, just a few, I need hours to work to get everything to practice the shaking. To refine, I guess. Yes. Uh-huh. So, two bars I worked in and the one bar menu. And then I got the offer Do you want to work in Venice as a bartender? And I said, Would be great because. Oh, hold on, I'm going to stop you there for a sec. Um, you said you created a menu. Uh, when you, how long were you working in Vienna before for the bar when they decided to ask you to create the menu? Was like three or four weeks. Oh, so you were really you were right there. You were all ready. Yes. To do a so bar the, menu. So the, what were you? Did you feel I have had enough um, practice and I find enough and studies to yes. be able to create it? Yes. Because I'm in cocktails, I'm very creative, so I don't, of course I do the classic cocktails, but I love as well if someone says, okay, invent me a cocktail, then normally here at my at the bar here, if someone says, okay, make me a cocktail, I'm uh, st- standing still for five seconds, just watching the person, then uh, I'm turning around. Five more seconds watching the spirits, and then uh, I have it. I I have an idea. I think okay, that's a cocktail for him. Then I make the cocktail, and till now. So how many on that original cocktail menu? Yes. How many drinks did you have to make? It was the owners wanted um, twenty cocktails, and from these twenty cocktails, they took eleven. So I did a few twists on the original ones. Then I invented a few cocktails, but simple. So no uh, longer pre-working with making syrups. And that's what, that wasn't a point for them. That they don't have to get one more barkeeper just for preparation. Mm-hmm. And for example, a very old-fashioned, just a... Um, bourbon whiskey infused with berries very nice mm-hmm. so a few twists and two three cocktails I invented by mm-hmm. myself now Vienna is a big city yes an international city um, I mean to move to Venice it must seem very small of course it's international as well but you know it's it's a much smaller place mm-hmm. um, so what what brought you here? What was really the impetus for you to make that change? 
So I, I started um, making holidays here in Venice, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I, from the beginning, I had a connection to Venice and as well to uh, Italy. So Italy and Venice were, for me, great. And in Vienna, I wanted to uh, make experience as well in Italy or in England. So I decided I go to Italy and then, okay, it would be great to work in Venice. And then I got the offer and I said, okay, it was great, meant to be. perfect. I will go to Venice. Mm -hmm. And so have you been here since the beginning when yes, it opened? Since the beginning, since July. July. Yes. So I helped building the bar and get everything to the different floors. So everything to, to so build up. Yeah, you created this bar. Yes. And I assume it has, it's obvious, I know it has its own menu. Um, did you create all the, I assume you created all the new cocktails yes. as well. Um, you know, Venice is known for two cocktails, pretty much. The Bellini mm -hmm. and the Aperol Spritz. Yes. Um, is that what you make now all the time? Or are they so, pretty creative, the bit of the guests, when they ask for things? So the guests, of course, when they do, especially aperitivo, they ask for upper spritz, Campari spritz. Select? Then very less for select and almost nobody for gina spritz. So, <laughs> we'll talk about that one in a sec, but yes. The, so... Of course, you have these for aperitivo, and I think upper spritz for aperitivo is just a nice cocktail. The Bellini as well, in the summer especially, because we make our peach puree ourselves, so in the kitchen. So we have the Bellini just in the summertime, in the time for the peaches. So I love to make the Bellini as well in the steering glass, just a little, with a little bit show, and yeah. Are the guests open to you making them cocktails of your own invention here? Yes, they are. So if they hear, if I'm speaking with the guests and they hear, are oh, he did these courses and these cocktails are from him, then they say, okay, um, now we want a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, so the, you know, if they stay for longer than yes. two nights and you get to yes. tell them your story, of course, I want one of the cocktails. I had, a, I had two guests, I think last week, they, I spoke with them and told my story a little bit. And then uh, the day after they said, ah, oh, we heard yesterday you're, you're the bartender and everything. Now we want a cocktail. Now, do you still foresee running a castle in your future? As, a, as one point, yes. So now I have a few ideas. Of course, running a castle is on top. Then uh, hotel manager and having my own restaurant. But in, in these steps, so castle hotel, restaurant. All right. Well, we're going to have to let everyone know where you are because no matter where you are, I know the cocktails at those places are going to be incredible. So do you want to come make me a cocktail? Yes. A castle. How many of us plan to visit that castle in the future? I know I will.
If Eustace is in charge, you know it will be divine. It was such a pleasure meeting him. And just so you know, every cocktail on the Hotel Eureka's menu was outstanding. So now, it's time for our Cocktail of the Week. Also a Venetian favorite. I was lucky enough to meet Russell Norman, the founder of the Polpo Restaurants in London, and author of several books on Venice, before my visit to the Hotel Eureka to interview Eustace. Our conversation led to a discussion of the April Spritz and how it conquered the world. He told me the Venetians were rebelling against it and have taken up the Chinar Spritz instead. I had Eustace make me one, and although I'm not a big Chinar fan by any means, I liked it. Enough to order it again. Still, it might be because Eustace is a great bartender, so I might not try it anywhere but the Hotel Eureka. Oh, and by the way, Russell and I dubbed it the Lagoon Spritz due to its murky color. So, add six CLs of white wine or Prosecco to a glass filled with ice. Then add in three CLs of Chinar. Then a dash of seltzer water or club soda and a slice of lemon to garnish. If you are a true Venetian, add a green olive. By the way, Venetians only have an Aperol spritz with an olive, not a slice of orange. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com, where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. Next time, we're back in Nuremberg to meet the man who heads up the place that everyone wants to end up. It's his drive to make it the friendliest place in town with the cleanest loose. If you're planning to be in London this summer, please check out the list of my favorite summer cocktails at alushlifemanual.com. It's right on the homepage. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast, the sister of A Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra, and I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.